Welcome to FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's only fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. I'm Kevin Hines along with Kevin Watt. We're brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. Prepare for your first triathlon by attending our TriJoy Cultus Lake training camp the weekend of June 10th and 11th. It's 100 bucks for two days of training, tips, and race-specific preparation. Visit our link on the FitSpeak homepage. That's TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. And we're also brought to you by Cedar Valley Massage and Wellness Clinic, offering massage therapy, chiropractic care, and psychological services. See them at cedarvalleymassage.ca. And we're also brought to you by Wenting Cycle and Mountain Emission. Be listening for the Wenting's Word of the Week for your chance to win a prize. You hear the word and you say it to Leah, Elizabeth, Bruce, or Dylan the next time you are at Wentings and you win a prize. It's just that easy. On the program today, installment six of Bob's Bits, we'll also have our upcoming event schedule that will take us all around the Fraser Valley. And don't forget, we'll also have this week's feature interview featuring Bruce Wenting. He'll be telling us about the Tuesday night cycling training sessions at Mission Raceway. And now, kicking things off, here is Kevin Watt with this week's shout-outs. All right, folks, you know what time it is. It is that time for FitSpeak shout-outs to our FitSpeak Peloton. We're getting lots of likes, lots of comments, lots of feedback from you ladies and gentlemen. So shout-outs go out to BikeChick69 for always plugging this and commenting on her post. We really appreciate it. Another big uh, shout-out to BikeMan10. He's down at Coachella, and I've been requesting uh, music videos, and he's been posting, uh, keeping me in the loop on all the great music that they're playing down there. Uh, another shout-out is to KF Paul. She is the, uh, I believe, treasurer perhaps, at the Abbey Tri Club. We want to give her a big, huge round of applause and a shout-out. Yay, Christina! <laughs> Victor Wu 8. He's the first round draft pick for the Nazi lineup. He'll know what I mean. Follow him on Instagram and scope him out. Um, another shout-out to Rob Thomas 604 He's uh, another great one to be following. And last but not least, Kirsten646. Huge shout-out to her. She's always liking and commenting on the Instagram posts. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook. Like and please comment. If you do have any uh, goals or you are an event organizer, please um, contact us and let us know and we'll get you in on the program. What do L. Bush, Shea Godette, and Deanne Hackett all have in common? Well, L. Bush is an up-and-coming cyclist, Shea Godette is one of Mission's fastest swimmers, and Deanne Hackett is a fearless dragon boat racer, and all will be featured in upcoming interviews here on FitSpeak. But what do they have in common today? Well, they're all contributing to the Wenting's Word of the Week, which is girl power. Okay, that's actually two words, but we're still going with it. Girl power. Mention that to one of the girls or guys at Wentings to claim your prize. Girl power. That is your Wentings Word of the Week. One of the cool things about being involved in endurance sports and having your own podcast is that quite often you get a chance to meet many of your heroes or folks who have done heroic things. In the next few months, you'll be introduced to many of them from the worlds of cycling, swimming, and running. One of the pioneers and historians of the sport of triathlon is Bob Babbitt. 
Bob is one of the original people who did the Iron Man race when it was just this small, silly thing being run on the big island of Hawaii in the early 1980s. But being one of the original and crazy Iron Man isn't the only reason Bob Babbitt is in both the Iron Man and American Triathlon Halls of Fame. He's also one of the people behind the highly successful triathlon magazine and rock and roll marathon series. He's also responsible for raising over $80 million for charity as the founder of the Challenge Athletes Foundation. In the next few episodes of FitSpeak, we'll be spending some time listening to the stories and the messages that Bob Babbitt brings to the sport of triathlon, the business world, and the game of life. In episode 6, we hear about how technology has changed the way we both sign up for races and get our race results. Bob also has some sage advice for any race directors out there that may be listening. This is Bob's Bits. Now, those are some of the successes. Can you think back a time where uh, interview went wrong or you just weren't clicking or, or something just blew you out of the water, some huge surprise? Yeah, actually, it was actually Bruce Dern, the actor. And Bruce, I don't know if, if you've heard my show, you've heard that great sound bite where Bruce is talking about the last hour on the pavement. And yes! Know, that's how I know, that's we'll find out who the real Iron Man really is. Yeah. So I went through agents and I finally got to Bruce Dern. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think he was do, dealing with some dementia, or you know, so it, he just he just was not um, coherent when we were talking. But that was really of all the years, never really had anybody who was negative. And, I think one of the things when we do the breakfast show, a lot of the athletes are obviously very nervous. And yes. Ironman week is the biggest week of their life. Yeah. But when they sit down and Poncho Man starts playing, <laughs> you can just see the they see the weight. Yes. Yeah. See the weight fall off of their shoulders, and now they're smiling. Yeah. And now they're happy, and you know it's like oh, 15 minutes just to relax. And again, I, I, I love all the athletes, and I love getting their stories, so I don't think the athletes feel that I'm here to, you know, uh, let's dig into your past, and if I, yeah. I don't care about any of that crap, all I care about is how they can motiv- motivate the person listening. What, what, is, what does Lionel say that gets that guy who's you know, going, oh gosh, my back is a little sore, maybe I won't go ride, and go, look at what this kid's overcome. I need to get my butt out there. Same with, you know, Mike Coots saying that the best thing ever happened to me was losing my leg. And people sit at home going, complaining about their sore back, right? And their sore arm, and I can't do anything because it is. I think it helps people reevaluate what's what really is an obstacle and what is an excuse. Um, you've been writing, you were the editor. Um, how... Or maybe it's not, but how has uh, electronic media changed the way that you uh, maybe conduct interviews or write pieces for your uh, publications? It's interesting. When I I think there is still a love of long-form journalism. I think there's still, you know, as much as we have bite-sized pieces and little sound bites and things like that, people still dig reading, I do, sitting down with a magazine and and reading a long, well-written article. So I just think that you have to understand it's not something people do every day, that you need to sort of choose your spots. And, um, you know, I also, what you find out is 
your, face, your Facebook followers are different from your Instagram followers. In okay. Terms of, you know, your the Challenge Athlete Foundation group stuff might resonate more with one group than the other. The Ironman stuff might resonate more with another. And I think the nice thing about now is back then, if I was doing my magazine once a month, so each month you put your product out. And now you can do it 20 times a day. Yeah, it's, it's just you a flow, it's a stream. Yeah. And you can find out without spending, I mean, we're spending... You know, $50,000 every time we're printing a magazine oh. to find out that people aren't reading this article and you don't even know. Mm -hmm. So now you know what people are looking at. You know what they're responding to. That's great. I think it's a wonderful era to get that sense because then you can expand on that. When you find out that, gosh, people are on Instagram are really liking this, you can provide more of that. And, and try to make sure that you're doing what people like. And it's, it's more interactive than it's ever been, media-wise. I mean, it used to be one way. I mean, a, a monthly publication, you read it, and that's pretty much the end of the relationship between was, the reader. There was no relationship between the author and the, um, uh, and, and the, and, you know, the author and the reader. It was just the reader either read it or didn't read it, and maybe they would write you a letter to <laughs> yeah. say yeah, they liked true. it. Yeah, that's true. But you know, that was very rare. You yeah. really, you're sort of, that's why I hand out the magazine every month. I wanted to find out from people that weren't going to write to me. Mm -hmm. I wanted to find out what they liked and didn't like. Yeah. So you know, it, it, I, this is really a fun era. Because you can, you know, you, you, can, you can post videos. Like last night, we, we videoed that. Yeah. For anybody who missed the evening, we'll be posting that on Battleville, and we'll be posting that on Fly Club of San Diego. And so people can get a sense of, you know, these amazing meetings that we have. Some of the athletes between Ryan Hall and Ben Pleski and Norman Stadler and Chrissy Wellington, the people we've had as guests, and Lionel mm -hmm. will be joining us on April 2nd. Oh, really? Hey. Oh, yeah. Wow. We'll be doing a, a club meeting with Lionel, which I'm very excited about. That kind of stuff is, you're, you're able, the immediacy of that, you know, the, the interview last night, we'll get it up today, we can grab sound bites from it, we can transcribe it. Yeah, there's so many, so, so many ways you can form, flake, and deliver your content now. Yeah. You take the same piece of content yeah. and, you know, you take the audio from the video and then you can transcribe the audio and you can, you can take the same piece of of content and, and uh, present it multiple ways. And were you one of the early adapters? Uh, are you much of a tech guy? I am not that much of a tech guy, but we, you know, we started the radio show in 1990, uh, and it was really terrestrial radio. And the idea was, again, I always felt it was a partnership, right? I felt if race directors were successful, if races were successful, then the retailers would be successful. Because if I'm not training for a race, I'm not tuning up my bike. Right? And then if the retailers were successful, then the manufacturers would go, man, there's a crap load of events in Southern California. There's a lot of business down there. We should invest more in that region because we want to compete against the other guys out down there. We want to, you know, that's a bigger cross-section of folks who are participating in running triathlon cycling. Yeah. Let's take care of it. So to me, that was, that, that, all that type of stuff was really, really important to get the, the, everybody to understand how important the race director is. So that's always been my mission, is you grow those events, and everything, everything stems from there. Mm -hmm. Well, spring is here, and it's time to get active. There's no shortage of things to do here in the Fraser Valley in the next couple of weeks. Here is our upcoming event schedule. 
Starting with cycling, we're pleased to announce a brand new race series hosted by United Velo Cycling Club out of Langley. They're holding a series of Masters races in the months of May, June, and August. Check this out. The races are only $25 and it gets better. At the finish line is free Free beer provided by Mill Street Brewery. There is no online registration, so that means go to the bank machine, take out some cash for the day of race registration. The first race is coming up on May 20th in Fort Langley at 272nd and River Road. Head over to the United Velo Facebook page for more information. And in Maple Ridge, we want to remind you of a new free running club to join. Michael and Victor invite runners of all abilities to come out and get fit together with the Golden Ears Running Club. To get the details of this week's run, go to our events links page. And Victor and Mike, if you're listening, uh, give us a shout out. Talk to us. Tell us how things are going. Kevin Watt's going to tell us a little bit about getting wet. If you've ever wanted to do a triathlon but were afraid of swimming in the lake, the Abbotsford Triathlon Club is going to be holding a series of four introduction to open water swimming practices. Join Coach Kevin to learn how to put on your wetsuit, swim with confidence in the water, and draft your way to a faster swim split. Go to theabbeytriclub.com to get more information and details or join their Facebook page. And if you're really good, I'll show you how to pin your wetsuit. It's a very important skill as a triathlete if you want to stay warm. Well, I definitely do want to stay warm, Kevin. (laughs) Coming up in Chilliwack on May 13th, hopefully it'll warm up by then. Uh, Note that this is a Saturday. The Fraser Valley Healthcare Foundation is putting on their 19th annual Run for Mom. The event features a 5K and a 10K run, and it starts at 10 o'clock. It's $35 to enter, by the way, and you can just Google Run for Mom Chilliwack to enter or get more information. And that is your upcoming event schedule. Over at the Mission Raceway on Tuesday evenings, you won't hear the sound of 3,000 horsepower nitro burning funny cars, but you will hear the 3,000 horsepower voice of Phoenix Velo Cycling Coach Bruce Wenting. In this week's feature interview, Kevin Hyde speaks with Bruce about the Tuesday evening training sessions, his experience as a coach, and about some of the big names to look for in the local cycling scene. Well, for our listeners who don't know who you are, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Bruce, uh, a bit about your coaching background and your long-term relationship with bicycles? My name is Bruce Wenting. I'm the owner and operator of Wenting Cycle Shop that have been involved in cycle coaching since the early 70s, uh, mid-70s, when my brother first started racing. And when you started then, you were siblings were handed uh, safety vests and stop paddles, and you started working as a corner marshal. Later on, I decided I preferred coaching and took some courses and worked my way up. Now have a level three certification. And you've been not only a coach, but you've been a, a bit of a cyclist in your time as well. Never had any career as a cyclist. I've never had the discipline to train like some of the people around us do. So I love riding my bikes. I've ridden and raced in every discipline from BMX, track, mountain bike, road, uh, love them all. I enjoy being out, being around the people, but just don't have the drive and the initiative to be, you know, a full-on racer. Now we're here at the track in Mission, and it's a beautiful 
Tuesday afternoon, one of the finest we've had in probably months. It's 18, year, 18 years 18 years since we've had sunshine on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Uh, the birds are chirping. Now you hold these practice sessions on Tuesday and you also hold some practice sessions on Saturday morning. So um, we're interested in finding out for our FitSpeak listeners who you're trying to reach in these workouts and what a person can expect in them. So we have uh, the Phoenix Velo Cycle Group has numerous trainings and riding opportunities during the week. Tuesday night is our learn to ride, learn to race and youth session. So we have three distinct groups. Adults wishing to learn the craft of racing a bike I take out and do some high performance drills with. New riders wishing just for a fun, safe fitness ride can join our Fondo Fitness Group. A little bit of skills and drills, but on a closed, contained racetrack with no potholes, dogs, or cars. And then the real focus of Tuesday night is the youth group, and that's because that's the future. That's where all the, the next wave of champions is coming from. Now, does a person need to have any special athletic talent to to be part of these groups? None whatsoever. We, you know, the expression is, if you can hear thunder and see lightning, we'll take you. I haven't heard that before. Um, does a person need any special equipment? Obviously, it's a, it's a cycling workout, a bicycle for one. For the youth group, they simply have to show up. Uh, we have loner bikes, loner helmets for the youth riders. Adults, we want to see them on a preferably a road bike. A hybrid's okay. Mountain bike is really not on, um, but in safe working order. And how much money is this going to cost either for the juniors or for the adults? Uh, the club membership fee is $100, and Cycling BC insurance ranges depending on the level invo- of involvement from $40 to $120. And that's for uh, how long of a program? Uh, until the end of August. So that's quite a bit of months for uh, a reasonable rate. Now, you've been coaching not only cycling here on the track, you've also been coaching for quite some time skating on the track, namely in, in, <laughs> in Mission. Now, what are some of the proudest moments you've had as a coach, be it uh, you know on the ice or on the racetrack here in Mission? Oh, there are too many to count, but... Uh... Just last month, seeing one of our riders, our skaters, earn a gold medal in his uh, at the BC Short Track Championships was pretty cool. Um, could you elaborate and tell us maybe what made that special for you and for him? They say those who can do, those who cannot coach. So when he's standing on the side, watching somebody who's epitomized hard work and effort, you know, get that tangible reward. So it's not just a personal record. It's not just a um, a string of, you know, it's, it's really, you know, a proud moment to see somebody on a podium. And obviously very gratifying, not only as a, a, a student of the sport, of skating, uh, but also just as another person, you know, seeing uh, another person perform their best. Some other folks you've had uh, come through the Bruce Wenting <laughs> School of Cycling and have some pretty good results over the years. Uh, a couple of Allison's come to mind. Yeah. Allison Jackson and Allison Testrote are two amazing women riders. Allison Testrote, most people around don't know. She now lives and uh, works in Italy. Um, came to us through speed skating, started riding on her borrowed, her coach's borrowed touring bike. Figured out bike racing, learned to love it on the track, got a better bike, raced a bit more, took on some more cycling, won both BC and Alberta and national titles. 
And the other, Allison, I guess I have uh, a bit of a bone to pick. Uh, as everybody knows with Fitspeak, I'm uh, one of the triathlon coaches with the Abbotsford Triathlon Club. And we had an amazing, this is even predating the Abbotsford Triathlon Club days, uh, an athlete from Alberta by the name of Allison Jackson, who was uh, an amazing triathlete, and you stole her from us. Well, Allison made a, a conscious decision to move to cycling full-time, her strongest discipline, simply because she couldn't crack the pro ranks at, at coming out of the water. She was a world sprint uh, age group tri uh, triathlon champion a couple of years ago, but always coming out of the water and having to play catch-up through the whole bike ride just meant that the run was always you know, really, really f uh, empty for her. So she's now moved through the ranks. She's earned a national title. She's now over racing in Italy on a professional team, doing all the biggest races. And just super exciting. Again, just somebody who just put in hours and hours and hours of hard work with a goal in mind, and uh, she's achieved it. And totally a role model, not only for, for the female racers, but for the male racers as well, you know, watching her uh, almost grow up uh, in front of our eyes over the years that we were uh, blessed enough to have Jallison, uh, Allison rather amongst our presence. Uh, so those are obviously some of the successes and, you know, happy stories as a coach, but you've been doing this long enough. Uh, what are some of the frustrations you may have had? I always put them behind me. You know, there's, you know, they're, they're, learning opportunities always every day you know every practice session you're you're evaluating and trying to adjust you know and trying to encourage new athletes i hate to see a talented rider or athlete of any kind stop for crazy reasons you know um, what would be a crazy reason wanting to hang out with friends you know who you know that, that one always gets me you know the young athlete will want to just hang out with other friends who aren't doing anything, they're not achieving anything, they're not striving for anything. Um, whereas if they hang out with friends on the skating rink or on the bike track, they're learning, they're growing, they're interacting with more people and they always just end up as fantastic people. Um, some big names in the local cycling scene, be it uh, male or female, that we should be uh, looking out for in the future. Without a question, Al Bush. She is uh, 14 years old, she's winning Category 3 races. She's beating the guys. She's driven, determined. Uh, she sees, she's seen Allison Jackson racing on the track here and knows that she can follow that. And quite a legacy to follow, so we'll be looking uh, forward to her in the future. Looking further down the road, um, if there's anything you could si uh, change about road cycling today, so, you know, from the rules of mm -hmm. cycling to the venues to the culture of cycling, anything else, what might that thing be or things? I think the biggest challenge we have to get through to people is that cycling is just a hell of a lot of fun. And whether you're riding just to the corner store to get a jug of milk, you know, like take the bike instead of the car. Uh, the roads are safe. You know, you're not going to get run over. Um, it's not particularly difficult. You can ride, you can start at any age. You can start, you can ride into your 80s, you know, and still have fun. We have a club member who's 83 years old. And he has a ball out there. Well, we're talking about cycling and fun. You've been on these roads for, I'd say, half a century. But what's, you know, it's probably hard to say one definitive favorite cycling route. But if you could, you know, talk about one or two off the top of your head that mm -hmm. you just get such a joy from doing, what would those be? Keystone Road uh, down through the back of Mission. Absolutely beautiful pavement, curvy, windy, 
gorgeous road to ride on. Road is work every day for years and years and years. And it's, I found it's just as much fun climbing that guy as it is descending it. Yeah, exactly. It's a false flat. So go, on my way to work, I had a nice little roll down the hill. It wasn't particularly hard. Uh, on the way home, you know, not a crazy steep hill. So you're just rolling the gear over, feeling really good about it. And we're looking so forward to when that dam is being built so we can yes. cross over to the other side. Uh, last question before we wrap it up here, Bruce. Um, your favorite place to relax and have a coffee? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, Grab a Java, always my favorite coffee shop in the morning. You know, catch up there, there. the news in the in the paper and the news with all the people coming in. And always, a, always a favorite is Grab a Java. Thank you so much, Bruce. And we will uh, we'll be in touch. And best success in the year to come. Thank you very much, Kevin. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. His hands can't hit, but his eyes can't see. I'm going to show you how great I am. That's Muhammad Ali, and I'm Zach. Last podcast, I talked about pressure. I gave an introduction on it, how it affects sport. And in this podcast, I'm going to talk about how high-performance imagery or power images can be used to succeed. Now, we need to show ourselves how great we are before we can show the world how great we are. Many people have heard of the phrase, see, believe, achieve. Sounds wonderful, but how can we do that? It seems to me that we tend to go about teaching this skill, as someone would say, teach it the tail to wag the dog. It doesn't make much sense. We commonly copy the outer symptoms of success, while we're unaware of the inner fountain, if you will, that successful people have going for them. Now, it's not magic, it's not forced belief in anything, it's simply a method. Albert Einstein once said, Imagining is everything. It's a preview of life's coming attractions. Most people are aware that we're constantly creating our future with our minds. So what kind of future do you want to create with you, for yourself? It's all in your own hands. When we get anxious, we tend to re replay what could have gone, what could go wrong, that hasn't, over and over and over. This worry evolved from a survival instinct to avoid danger. For the most part, it isn't helping, so I'm, I'm going to point out how to use pressure as a stimulus to tell us we need to prepare. Power imagery is an exercise in doing the opposite of worrying. I like to call it positive worrying. That is, spend time going over and over what you want to do, not what you don't want to do, turning the pressure into energy to do better. Not just survive, you want to succeed. The first thing about power imagery is that it's focused on a goal. So pick your goal. It can be anything. The focus is on the process, but premeditate success so clearly that when you succeed, you have a deja vu experience. Secondly, power imagery takes mental rehearsal. Define what you want. There's some work involved. What is it exactly that you want to accomplish? This leads me to the next characteristic that I'm going to talk about. Relax. Then imagine. See yourself after you've achieved the goal and think back to how it happened. For example, what will it be like to be at the finish line basking in the glory of your friends and family cheering you on? Start after you've succeeded. This will help you stay positive and start, start getting you to think towards your goal. Also, be positive. Let's use public speaking as an example for this one. Say... Um, you're preparing for uh, a presentation. The audience, you're going to 
Imagine that the audience is enjoying and benefiting from the visuals and applauding. Imagine if you could see yourself doing well specifically at that moment when you feel like you're failing generally. This is where the deja vu comes in. For example, when I notice my palms get sweaty, I'm imagining that now, I use that sensation as a reminder to focus on my goal. I'm going to get to the finish line. I'm going to push through with all this work that has to be done. A race is a hard thing and it takes a lot of energy. So we tap into those power images. I started doing uh, what Dr. Miller calls making winning movies. It may feel dishonest to our feelings, but like George Bernard Shaw says, progress depends on, unre on the unreasonable man or woman. You're going to succeed because you didn't listen to your doubts. We don't have to participate in negative thinking. We can change the channel and watch the daydreams we create on another channel. This is where daydreaming is a good thing. The remote is in your hands and you have the power. Tap into it. You can use all sorts of sensors. You can use sight, sound, taste, feel, smell. Did I say touch? Just imagine what all your five senses are feeling like as you cross the finish line. For me, there were many. Sweaty, hungry, exhilarated, taste of chicken broth. <laughs> Lastly, we can do simulating or identity images. Simulating images involve us in how we want to feel in the moment. If you want to feel powerful, choose something powerful, like a tiger. Say to yourself, I'm a tiger. I'm stalking my prey. I'm hungry. If I don't succeed, if I don't hunt down that deer, I'm going to go hungry for days. It really does work. Start singing the Eye of the Tiger. Get that song playing in your head. Use those senses. Use hearing. I hope you have a better understanding of exactly how to perform power imagery now that I've outlined how to do it, um, and I, will hope, I hope that you'll become less susceptible to pressure, and it'll help you succeed. Thanks for listening. I'm Zach. I'll see you next time. And that's it for another edition of FitSpeak. This week, I'd like to thank Kevin Hines, along with our newest member of the FitSpeak team, Zach Newfeld, and our feature guest interviewee, Bruce Wenting. Just one more reminder of the TriJoy Cultus Lake Training Camp on June 10th and 11th. Check the TriJoy link on our FitSpeak homepage. Join us next time when we will hear about the ever-growing sport of dragon boat racing. We will hear from Deanna Hackett. And always, we will have our upcoming event schedule and Fit Tip of the Week. Just one more reminder, to use the promo code, all caps, FITSPEAK15 when you purchase your F2C Nutrition products online at www.f2cnutrition.com. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and smash that thumbs up on our FITSPEAK Facebook page. Thanks for listening. I'm Zach Newfeld. Bye for now.